0: The beauty about having a radio show or being an opinion writer in the newspaper is that you get to share your opinion. And with that comes a lot of people who might agree, and then there might be people who disagree. And there might be people who read your article in the paper and think you're talking garbage. Well, that was a little bit of the case today, if you read the letters to the editor in the advertiser. Because Dr John Williams, who is the president of the Australian Medical Association of South Australia, the AMA of SA... Caught out Caleb Bond for a number of inaccuracies in his article when talking about COVID. I thought it might be a good chance to get the doctor on to talk about not just the article, but the fact that COVID is once again in the community and also with Christmas coming up and there's a lot going on at your local chemist and pharmacy. He joins me, Dr. John Williams. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. You were... Well, I guess persuaded to write a letter to the editor. I guess does that happen often? Was it just something or a number of things in the article that you thought, nope, I'm not going to let this slide?
1: Yeah, there was a few things. I was really, it's really disappointing to hear some of that inform- misinformation spoken out there. Um, I mean, we we know what we, we're familiar with COVID. We we uh, understand it quite well now. You know, we've been looking at it for the last three years and we we know what to do about it. Um, it's pretty clear and very strong evidence. And um, and uh, we, we just need to get on and do it. And uh, our, our misinformation that was represented there, it just had to be um, countered, called
0: out. So he wrote that life is normal because no one's died of COVID this week. You would dispute that in that life isn't normal because we know a number of people at the moment who are suffering with this.
1: Yes. Look, it's still a severe illness. We know that um, with very severe, potentially very severe repercussions. Yes, we know that most people recover from it and and recover well, and that that's great. But you know, the the vulnerable in our community are are still heavily impacted by it. So the elderly and people with uh, immune suppression for some reason um, are really vulnerable to this, and, and it can be fatal in this situation. Also, people are still getting very sick from it and it's requiring, requiring hospital admissions. So this has this increased work um, for our health workers and uh, EDs and hospitals and everyone in health. So it, it, it's really, really important that we, we know what it is. We know how to address it and, uh, and we should get on and, and address it um, as we should.
0: He quoted that masks are useless from an AMA point of view. Can you refute that?
1: Yes, I mean, this is wearing masks and other precautions is what's kept our health workers safe um, through COVID, and we we know we know that they work. They they kept their health workers safe, and going into the future, we know that you know in certain situations that can help protect ourselves or protect those around us. So, uh, yes, absolutely, we know they work. Um, along with other things, we we now have vaccines. We now have antivirals. So all of those things together, apart from the standard, you know, if you have symptoms, you need to isolate. You know, it's good if you can test. You talk to your GP about vaccination. That's just the basic stuff, and Mm. and uh, we need to get on and do it.
0: The one doctor I thought was the point that Caleb mentioned, I think, is borderline disrespectful. It, It just sort of reeks a little bit of clickbait to me. Was the fact that the reason these warnings are out is because. Professor Speria somehow is missing the limelight. She's not uh, in the press each and every day. When you read that, your thought on that? Uh,
1: uh, (laughs) That would be um, completely misrepresenting her, I believe. Uh, uh, She's a very busy woman with so much to do and uh, media is the last thing she would be looking forward to doing. So uh, I'm sure she'd be more than happy not to do the media and get on with her work as usual.
0: There is COVID in the air. Christmas is coming up. It's a time when a lot of people get together. Have you got a message for the people of Five Double A tonight who are listening uh, ahead of this busy social period?
1: I guess uh, it's a great time. It's great to meet family and and um, and friends and and enjoy good food and company. But you know, if we have symptoms, unfortunately, it's best if we do um, isolate and and um, and not spread it around. If we can have some events outdoors, that will certainly help reduce the spread. Visiting elderly relatives in aged care or some other facilities like that is best avoided if we have symptoms. But otherwise, it's fine to get on with life as normal. It's just taking the precautions that we now know and no. understand.
0: The new vaccines, they will cover the variations of the disease that we're seeing. So are you urging everyone to get boosters?
1: There's a... They're calling it a moderate um, increase in protection. So, so, yes, there is some advantage. The guidelines haven't particularly changed, so um, it's still highly recommended for um, those over 65 and those with immune suppression. So uh, if people are concerned about it, it's best to visit their GP and have a chat about it and work out you know what option would be best for them. And it'll be available uh, from about the 11th of December, I believe.
0: The new TI and the pill now available at the pharmacy. Can you talk us through that, your opinion on that?
1: Yeah, we're we're extremely um, disappointed by that decision from uh, an AMA perspective. All of the advice from medical bodies to the government, including their own uh, government body, the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Association, was that prescribing was not through pharmacies. There's considerable risks around that, not least of which is um, uh, antibiotic resistance. Um, Also, there's other risks around misdiagnosis um, and and, other very potentially disastrous things. So we we believe it would have been better to... Um, increased services to general practice. The concern is that people can't get into a GP Mm. when they need to. Um, The figures we recently saw from the Royal Australian College of GPs was Australia-wide, 99% of people are able to get to see their GP when they need to. So, uh, So even though, yes, there is reduced access, still most people are getting to see their GP when they need to. So we're disappointed that it was a decision made against medical advice. Now that we understand it had bipartisan support, so it's here and we can't, we can't stop that. We're only offered our advice. And we're glad that the government is collaborating with us to work out the safest way to do this. So it is here. It's disappointing, but we'll work with the government to okay. make sure this is as safe as possible.
0: Can I just go on the the doctors that you mentioned? So we have our family doctor. It's a multiple week wait for us to be able to see her or to get a telehealth. Are you are you finding? Do you think we've got enough doctors? Are doctors overworked? Can we fix that system so that we can get more people? Or are you suggesting that data is saying that uh, there's not the issue out there that maybe there is the perception of?
1: I think definitely we do need more more GPs, and yes, um, there needs to be more availability for people um, to see their GP, so a- absolutely. And uh, I, there's certainly things we can do uh, to help that. The biggest thing is Medicare rebate. That's how uh, most of uh, GP's work is funded. Yep. There has, has been some slight increases uh, recently with the triple uh, triple incentive availability, but, but there is a considerable way to go. Um, so there's been a lot of work done by the AMA and other organisations. Uh, with the Federal Health Minister about building a new Medicare for the future. So there's been some small steps, but we really hope this continues to help build a Medicare service so that all Australians have you know first-class health access.
0: And I appreciate your time this evening, Doc. Just the final one, the effect of the payroll tax, what does that mean for the people of South Australia?
1: Uh, this is potentially a new cost for general practice. A <laughs> love. of um just indicated that you know the medicare rebate is insufficient mm-hmm. for most GPs to run their practice and this is an additional cost so it's really disappointed that, disappointing that the state government has has gone ahead with this it is a new additional cost to GPs and it will potentially make some practices unviable and perhaps some practices close so we're extremely as a, as you indicated that GP access has reduced, Mm. and this may reduce GP access further.
0: Are you able to fight that?
1: We've certainly raised it uh, with the Treasurer and the Health Minister locally, and, and we continue to raise that.
0: Okay, I guess waiting for a response on that. Doc, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I know there's a lot going on. We thought we'd clarify... Just the comments regarding COVID uh, in the community when it comes to Christmas time, but also there's a lot going on in terms of uh, pharmacy prescribing, uh, the payroll tax and what that means for everyone who is listening. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. No
1: problem at all. Anytime.
0: Dr. John Williams is the Australian Medical Association of South Australia president, uh, responding to the article by Kayla Bond in the paper, and of course, letting you know about the other things that are going on when it comes to your chemists and your pharmacies, be it the new vaccine, which, as he mentioned, will be available early stages of December. UTIs and contraceptive pills now available at the chemist and at the pharmacy. And as we mentioned, uh, the effects of the payroll tax and what that means for practices going forward. We'll watch this space on that one. Dr. John Williams from the AMA SA, my guest.